from the creators of Green Jello comes a film that will leave you saying J-E-L-L no nobody seems to know or care um, instead they uh, to console him they start singing that classic family song the song I love so much the song I love so much sing it now do you want to start with me ready row 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 your boat gently down the stream hundreds of movies are released every year some are good some are great and many of them are really really bad we seek out those rare gems that are so bad they're actually good at least when you watch them with friends Sit back and laugh with us as we share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes. This is Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. Oh, yeah. All right, welcome back to Bad Movies, Worst Reviews. I am Barney. Uh, I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. And I'm Danny. And Danny. And we just finished watching Troll 2. Uh, Troll 2 uh, has been named one of the best worst movies ever. Um, it was made in 1990 in a little town in Utah, Morgan, Utah. Uh, they don't mention it by name. You get to know this wonderful town as Nilbog, which is a charming little town full of charming little people. <laughs> um, this movie uh, does not have a great rating. It, uh, <laughs> I think it's currently sitting at 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it does have a little bit of a cult following now. Uh, when it released, did not have the stellar following that it does now. Uh, so let's talk about it a little bit. That's a higher rating than Solar Babies. Yeah. It was. So I'll tell you though, I know 10 years ago or so, this had a zero. It did. Yeah. It did. So I think it's cult following has given it more. Bumped uh, it right up fresh. to five. Right yeah. up to 5%. <laughs> right up to five. <laughs> it rode the bottom of the bucket for a very long time. It is on its way up. Yeah. As a rising star <laughs> and for good reason. Blockbuster has a good beat there. It's helped this thing grow and get a following. Yep. So, so should we talk about the movie? <clears throat> Let's the talk plot? about the movie. Let's talk about the movie. So the the movie is there is a family, the Waits family, I believe, um, two beautiful children and a wholesome mother and father <laughs> who have decided that they are going to go on vacation and become farmers. They're from suburbia. And they're going to go to farmland, and they're they've set up this like a house swap. Yeah, like a vacation swap with this other family. Uh, I'm trying to remember what their name are. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, presents or something. Presents. Yeah, presents. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So they're. I don't know how Mr. they set this up, but somehow Mr. they set up Miss this. Presents. Are, are they supposed to be going to farm or? Yeah. We, so that's what he, he I think said. They are. Okay. Yeah. At one point, we got to wake up early to be. We're farmers now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. We are farmers now. Yeah. Because that that is everyone. Everyone's Favorite dream, dream. Yeah. vacation. Let's go on vacation for a week and become farmers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I would, and and every early. farmer yeah. feels safe just letting suburban people come in and run their farm for a week. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so they set all this up. Um, the They're trying to get the daughter's boyfriend to come with them um, for unknown reasons. Um, they don't seem to really like the boyfriend. 
but the daughter's they don't convinced. Like, they don't like its friends, I guess. They particularly yeah. don't like their friends. I think it's the daughter. I think it's the girlfriend doesn't like her boyfriend's friends. Because he keeps choosing them over her. That's true. Mm-hmm. They're always around, and she really wants to get busy with them. I yeah, think is like, what's, what's happening. Big time. There were a lot yeah. of undertones and overtones <laughs> in this movie. There were, there were so many tones. <laughs> all, all a green all the tinged tone. <laughs> so they, uh, we should also mention this is actually not just a family of four. There is a fifth spectral <sighs> member of this family, uh, Grandpa Seth, who only visits Joshua um, and is pseudo corporeal will show up and read Joshua stories at night. Not, I don't get the impression that they're wholesome stories. He reads some terrifying stories yeah. as a ghost. Which about horrible goblins About that horrible goblins, people. correct. Yeah, that was the very first scene in the yeah. movie, was he, Grandpa was, it was like, uh, you know, the Princess Bride. Princess Bride, Princess Bride Where, yeah. yeah, Grandpa is coming and telling a story to a little cute little boy. Bedtime. But the story is dark, disturbing. <laughs> And the little boy is quite frightened, right? Yeah. yeah. And they, they're showing scenes of this this prince in the woods, and he's being seduced by some... One with a really weird... Spare maiden. Yeah. Spare maiden with lots of special freckles. Uh, <laughs> wow, I've never seen freckles like that before. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it was very disturbing yeah. to start it off with. It is terrifying to get started. He, I mean, he is genuinely scared. He kind of pops up a couple times and is like... Grandpa, please say it's not so. Um, Grandpa refuses to say it's not so. Grandpa is very effusive about the point that goblins are absolutely real. Um, It was fortuitous that he happened to tell him this story before the rest of the movie progresses. Mm -hmm. Um, So they, they get in the car. Grandpa is doing everything he can to prevent the family from going to Nilbog. The, Grandpa knows something's up. I'm not sure how he knows. <laughs> That's right. And keep in mind, the only one who can see him or hear him is the little, little boy. Everyone else thinks that the boy is just imagining. Yes. So he even embodies it. The, uh, the homeless guy on the, the side of <laughs> yeah. yeah. The hitchhiker guy. So just a sidebar, before we go into this movie a little bit more, I just, that opening scene with the Grandpa and his delivery of the lines, I mean... So we're going to be talking about the acting in this movie throughout this this podcast. And that opening scene with, with Grandpa, he is just delivering the line so dead-faced and just so serious. <laughs> and it's so disturbing. It I mean, is. He's really, he's not being like loving Grandpa to his grandson. He's being like, like my really creepy, <laughs> yeah. like bizarre Grandpa. Yeah. Why are you in my room, Grandpa? And why are you telling me these stories? Because this is not, it's just not right. It doesn't seem seem good. Not, at all. not appropriate bedtime behavior. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, exactly. It's pretty, it's pretty bizarre. Um, <laughs> am I, am I so no, 100%. 100% yeah. agree with you. It is very odd. And so you're kind of setting the stage. That's a theme throughout. Yes. Everybody delivers their lines as if they've read them for the first time and they're just kind of saying it while they're sitting on the toilet kind of reading to themselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would say yes. yes. Universally yeah. poor acting. Except for Credence. 
Credence, we'll get to Credence. <laughs> There's some moments where the acting's okay. Yeah. I, I would say the young boy. I mean, the, the boy the main lead, the, yeah. Yeah, the main top billed person, Michael Paul Stevenson. I would say there's some moments where he does a really good job of showing that he's horrified and that he's scared, uh -huh. and he does it does a pretty decent job. Yeah. Um, and but there are some moments where you're like, where's I mean the dialogue's not helping, <laughs> yes. the writing right. isn't helping the acting, and the acting's not helping the dialogue. No. Like they're they're both intertwined and they're they're false. It's a and symbiotic relationship. It is. Each yeah, makes the other worse. It could be the father. It could be the the mother. It could be. <laughs> The grandfather, it, it's throughout the story. The preacher. And, uh, you know, it, it, and the, the preacher and so many different things going on there. But there are some fits of brilliance in casting as well oh, yes. that we can get to later as yeah. we get into the story. But um, maybe we want to talk about how this came about, like the, the, the casting and <laughs> yeah. just the whole should, thing yes. there into the acting. Yeah, so before know. we get more into it, let's, let's just pump the brakes and let's talk about this the, the the crew yeah how this thing came to be so um this movie uh was made let me see get the director's name here again make sure i can get it yeah, correct Fra claudio fragazzo yeah, i think Fragazzo. that's if, yeah. if you speak italian i'm sorry that's how i'm gonna pronounce that's it. the spanish pronunciation that was that's true thank you yeah Fragazzi. um that's the director his wife uh rosella drudy uh wrote the screenplay along with claudio they are both Italian, native Italians. From what I understand, from behind the scenes, documentary and stuff, they did not speak English at all. Nope. Um, the, so they're, like they're the writing an everything. English script. Yep. They don't speak English. Yeah. They've made lots of Italian movies at this point, and they're making, for whatever reason, they, they just, I think it was the, uh, from the, from the documentary, I believe it was the, uh, the producers or how they got funding for the movie. They wanted it to shot in the United States or specifically in Utah, mm -hmm. right? So if the producers were like, "You shoot it here," and yeah, that's that's what happened. Yeah. Mor Morgan, Utah, had to have been extremely cheap to be shot. They yeah. probably paid them in peanut butter and <laughs> orange juice. No, I'm not, yeah, not really, Union, this is right. Yeah, yeah. this was, is this was uh, it was a local as job. low budget as they could get it. Yeah. it was intentionally like spend as little money as possible. And yeah, it shows. There, yeah. There's not hard numbers, but people have estimated that it was about $65,000. Yeah. And I would say, I'm just going to put this out there, I think most of that budget was spent on dry ice. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually very good. And, and green jello. And green jello. Lime jello and pistachio pudding. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask me, I think you actually see that 65000 on the screen the whole way. <laughs> we have varying different levels of what, what 65000 can buy. Um, this is in 1990 money. <laughs> so that's the film crew. The actors... Um, I, I'm not sure how this was put out in the area. They but sent out an ad in the newspaper. Yeah. Everybody who showed up thought for sure they were going to be extras because they had really had very little. I think Joshua, um, what's his name, Michael, um, the yeah. actor, Michael, Michael Stevenson. Yeah, he he was he was aspiring to be a, a child actor. Mm -hmm. So he was. Uh, I think they said that uh, uh, what's her name, Deborah Reed. She was trying to, and then Connie Young, who plays yeah, the, sister. the sister. That was basically it, who was actually trying and to be Any actors. acting experience yep. 
or just hopes to be an actor. Aspirations right. to be actors, yes. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else was convinced they were going to be extras in this movie. Every single one of them got a lead role in this movie. <laughs> the local dentist became the father. He was. He was. Well, he wasn't a dentist yet. He oh, was yeah, going he was to a dentistry dental school. Yeah. So he would commute party. from Salt Lake City for dentistry school to Morgan, Utah to shoot his movie back and forth. Oh, nice. Um, I'm glad he was in it. He's, he's great. He overacts. He does not know how to button his shirt, but no, he's fantastic. None of them do. Nobody in this nobody movie. Knows. None, none of the no, boys do. There's no a man lot of in this unbuttoned movie. shirts yeah. in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that sets the stage. That is the caliber that you are yeah. working with. You have an English movie produced by Italians who don't speak English. Written by those same Italians. Yes. It's like it got ran through Directed. Google Translate or something. Yes. That's basically what it feels yes, like. Yes, there was, I think they said one of the one of the, the crew spoke Italian and English. So she, that person was the intermediary between the director's instructions and the actors. Uh, but they were very clear. All the actors stated we were given the lines and we were expected to deliver them as they were written. So no we're not ad-lib. allowed to ad lib at all. Yeah. And so, and it shows in that there are no contractions right. in this entire film. Yes. Before you leave the casting, they also pulled some cast, some actors from a local. I think they the, were just local the, people. The, uh, the, there was, you know, so there was oh. the, the, uh, the store owner or the guy who worked in the store. Uh, he was answering the same ad, but he was a patient at a local mental hospital. Don Don Packard, Don Packard yeah. Okay, and he got a day pass to come out to do this uh, from his from his mental institution. I, his I would say he was another stand-up role. He, he, he was, great. Like, he he sold it. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, and by all accounts, or well, by his account, he wasn't acting. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect casting. Yes. I really, yeah. he really, he really right. could do a Pure lot method. more work if he if he was in creepy roles. Oh yeah. I mean, I could. He kind of reminds me of the creepy preacher in Poltergeist Two. Uh-huh. Kind of got a just on screen presence of really just kind of not right. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. It, you would really expect any role that he has. He has like a little bit of buckwheat hanging out of his mouth. He's got yeah. a banjo somewhere. Yeah. He's about to play. Uh, you know, maybe a tin can he spits into and a straw hat. That hat was perfect. Yeah, because he was wearing it yeah. just went perfect with the character. Yeah, I feel like the costuming was all great for the people. For the people. For the people. We'll get to the trolls. We'll get to the goblins. There are no trolls. There are no trolls. Movie. In this yes, movie. sorry. The, the goblins. The goblins and troll too. Um, spoiler alert: there are no trolls anywhere in this movie. It has nothing um, to do with troll. Nothing to do with the movie troll. Um, I think they realized that they needed to piggyback on something yeah. with a moderate amount of notoriety to even get any eyes. The movie was, it's about goblins. I think, do you guys remember what the original title was? It was, it was the script was, or... it was Goblin. Goblin. Yeah. Okay, so it was supposed to be Goblin, but they needed a little bit of help. There was already a movie that had come out a few years earlier, Troll. And they're like, well, we'll call it Troll 2. <laughs> and so they did. And there are no trolls in this movie. And it has no relation to the original troll movie. Or the animated trolls. Or movies. the animated True. trolls. I feel like this movie would have been excellent if they just inserted a singing poppy. Which, uh, 
I, well, they kind of had that. a little anecdote. They about did have Troll. that because remember when they all come to the house and throw the party? That's true. There's That's the connection right. to the animated Trolls movie. So I, uh, at my job, I said I was talking about one of my favorite bad movies, and I said Trolls Two, and I meant Troll Two. Well, some people that I work with you actually work were, were <laughs> actually worked on. Trolls 2. <laughs> and they're like, I spent three years of my life. And I was like, I know this movie didn't take three years to make. And then somebody said, Wait, do you mean Troll 2? And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's what I meant, not Trolls 2. <laughs> not the Trolls movie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I hear Trolls 2 actually had an $85,000 budget. So, yeah. pretty close. <laughs> I, I still am wondering how do you get the right. I mean, do you get the rights to say, can we use Troll 2? Or do they just I think say, it's the production company says, hey, we own Troll. Yeah. We're going to market this as Trolls, Troll 2. Troll 2. Troll 2. Troll two. Not, not Trolls 2. two. Yeah. <laughs> Big difference. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to any, anything else we want to talk about the production or making no. of before we get there. That's no. about all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they get to the town of Nilbog. Um, N-I-L-B-O-G. Yep. Um, it's a little on the nose. Uh, we'll spoil it for you a little bit later if you're into that kind of thing. Um, all along the way, Grandpa Seth is trying as hard as he absolutely can to get Josh to convince his family... To turn around. To turn around. Do not go to Nilbog. Um and Josh, bless his heart, he is doing absolutely the best he can. He is faking vomit. He is having weird sweats in the car. He's just really, really concerned about this. And it shows. Nobody seems to know or care. Um, instead, they, uh, to console him, they start singing that classic family song. The song I love so much. The song I love so much. Sing it now. Do you want to start with me? Ready? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Not in sync. Right. They're singing it in the round. <laughs> they were the barely round, singing it in the round. But they were not. They were all about a half beat off. Right. So it was really just, it was terrible. And the line was... What's the boy's name in the film? Joshua. Yeah, Joshua. Joshua, sing that song I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like the solar babies skating of music. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, it warmed my heart. I, it, was, it was really great to see it, the family coming together. Um, so they get to Nilbar. Um, they say. Uh, they see the family. They do see the family. They meet the family. Um, apparently by the dad's account, it is now late at night, which is why nobody's around. Yeah. But it Where appears to be about, it's about 2, 2 in the afternoon. <laughs> so, I mean, farmers are known to get up at like 4 a.m. So maybe it's a different kind of time scale. It's like a retirement that. community. Possible. There were a couple of weird time things in yeah, this. A lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still makes more sense than cool as ice. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 all it's, it's all fine. <laughs> They're driving through the town. There's nobody out. There's just people, you know, staring out windows. Just only men staring out windows right. with their hats or farm hats or caps. And of course, they run into the, the, the family. And what happens in several times in this movie is they've got these crowds of people that are just standing there, staring at you or the screen or the camera, rather, or just to other people. And it's just over the top. 
you understand that something's not right. Right. It's just completely... They're, everybody's just kind of frozen in place, just standing yeah. there. And I have to say, the crowds did a great job. They really were Absolutely. creepy. Yeah. Uh, was it, what's the Presence family? They, they were creepy as well. Yeah. They all did a very good job at just having that blank stare, the zombie stare, whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. it, was, it, it was well done. It made me think of uh, movies like... Uh... Like Deliverance, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there was some or, Deliverance, or like the backwoodsy people that just yeah. kind of stare at the city folk coming through. And I thought they actually did. Yeah, I agree. They did a great job of like the the creepy locals. Yeah, yeah, they they pushed that a little too far though. They did ask a couple of the locals, not to say that our actors were <laughs> excellent, but uh, yeah, they just kind of. I think they probably just point at one of the guys and say, "Here's what you're going to say when the camera looks at you." Mm-hmm. And they deliver it exactly as you would expect a yeah. farmer from a little town in Utah to deliver. For the first time ever in front of a camera. Ever, yes. Yeah. Um, and of course, the camera is probably super close up on their mouth or their nose yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, there <laughs> were some cinematography choices that were a little strange. I was a little disappointed for dis- how disconcerting everything else is. I did not see a Dutch angle. I didn't need it. I felt uncomfortable throughout. Not a single one. I saw one, but it was when they were driving on the way, and it just made it feel like they were driving up a hill, and it just really bothered me. Okay. Um, Didn't need it. Didn't need it. So, uh, (laughs) Battlefield Earth, take a note. (laughs) No wipes either. No wipes. No wipes. No. Though there were some... (laughs) The music seemed to be, like, tied to a single shot, because any time there was a jump cut... The music stopped. The music's cut off. <laughs> Part of me wonders, honestly, if they were just playing audio on set. On set, right. It, it just another line into their audio feed, and that's, that's right. why it cuts. Because it cuts. literally exactly. there is no music No separate after. audio track, yeah. Um, the yeah. audio does appear. The music all sounds like it is, you know, the... Casio <laughs> keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> on, your, on your keyboard. There are some scenes where it's just a track off of a, a synthesizer and it works for mm-hmm. the scene. And yeah. there's a couple scenes where the music's over the top. Uh, well, we'll get to that. Pop, <laughs> we'll get to the popcorn scene later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we can talk about the. It's music. kind of the culmination yeah. of the movie. It really yeah, yeah. right. is the high point, I would say. Uh, but uh, on the whole, the music was fine. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't great, but it certainly did its job. I yeah, would say. it was. Often unnoticeable, which is what I prefer yeah. for music. Yeah. I, I think it was aspiring for that kind of Jason music yeah. where it was like, ah, ah, ah. yeah, but just way too upbeat. Right. I think for me, you <laughs> know, and not menacing. Samba beat. It was just kind of like, oh, that's happening. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely worse music. The movies with worse music. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. There's some good eerie music as they're getting into the town and mm-hmm. you know getting into their home. For the first time and meeting family, it just kind of sets the mood. It wasn't overstated. Yeah. So let's. So they're now in the home. Right. So now let's get to the kind of the crux of what the movie is. These uh, goblins, which are not trolls, their goal is to get people, humans, to consume tainted food that will ultimately turn them into a vegetable product. Mm-hmm. Because like the goblins kind of, are vegetarians. This, right. In this movie, the goblins are 100% uh, of Mother Earth. They kind of explain this. Yeah. Goblins get their power from Stonehenge. 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 Um, and so you know. there's you know druidic undertones. I didn't know druids were highly vegetarian. <laughs> right. But that's, that's just the way or it was. Or Elmira vampire-y. <laughs> right. 
So what's so interesting to me is they kind of cover this in the documentary that was made um, by the lead actor, um, Michael Paul Stevenson, um, which is Best Worst Movie. It came out in 2010. And not to just get sidetracked here, but what I thought was really interesting is it's by the, the wife wrote it. Right. And she was at a point in her life where she realized that all of her friends were becoming vegetarians. And she just was, was completely annoyed by them and yes. frustrated. And I, I get that. And so uh, what did she do? She decided <laughs> that she would write a screenplay based on this concept that uh, being a vegetarian is Evil. obviously a bad thing. And <laughs> this is how she expressed that is through goblins. So are you saying that because I'm sitting next to you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just conveying what happened in the documentary. So, Nate's uh, the nearest thing we have to a vegetarian. Nate's been uh, <laughs> yeah. doing the veggie thing I, for a little bit. I've been living the mostly vegetarian life for about a month and a half. We call it the goblin life. For, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. The goblin lifestyle. The goblin I've been preparing for this movie. Just stay away from corn with green stuff on it. Okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I just... Yeah. So... <laughs> We'll okay, we'll we have to that. talk about what they find at we that do. house. Yeah. So, okay, so we know don't eat anything that goblins give you. Uh, when they get there, um, the the Waits family, they are all just starved because they've been on a two-hour drive, approximately. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they go into the kitchen, and sure enough, the, the presents family have left them presents. Um, there's all of this food that looks like it is just piped in some kind of lime green icing. Yeah. Everything. Like bagels on the icing. corn On the corn? There's, corn on the cob. Yeah, on the with, cob. Yeah. With green frosting with a nice across slathering the top. Of across yeah. the top. Um, Joshua is having none of this. <laughs> yeah. he, he knows. Well, Grandpa comes to the window. Yeah, yeah. So, so. But I mean, he's already kind of on edge. You right. Know? He he's kind of picking up the cues that everybody else is missing. He had a nightmare in the car, and it was mm-hmm. about his family, and they were all goblins, and they were trying to get him to eat something that was green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With green piping. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the family is just about to take a bite out of this delicious food, <laughs> like corn on the cob with, with just a icing. strip of green icing on it. I Rolls. We've always, I've in my family, we've always eaten our corn with green icing on it. Um, Grandpa Seth appears in the window. Uh, Seth goes to him, sorry, Joshua goes to talk to Grandpa Seth, and they conspire together for about a minute. Grandpa, dead Grandpa Seth, snaps his fingers and tells Joshua he's got 30 seconds He's very clear on this. 30 seconds to come up with a solution. He winks at Josh, and then he's off. Every, Josh, time has frozen. Time, Everybody has frozen yeah. where they are. Mid-bite. They're centimeters. Really doing a really good job of being They're frozen. actually doing a fantastic he's job. Snap his fingers, froze everything, tired. like out of Bewitched, where people are frozen in time. Yeah. yeah. And you have to, yeah. About two minutes later. About, so, Joshua... <laughs> He takes a he takes a moment. He takes a few heartbeats to analyze the scene, and I mean he comes up with the only natural conclusion of how no to resolve to stop this. Everyone. He slowly right. walks around yeah. all the members of he his family. Every person, yes, and and then he has a little bit of a, an internal fight with himself because he knows what he has to do. It's the only the way. only the only way, and he's the only one who can do this. So, like a true hero, he stands on his chair. And unzips his pants. <laughs> and then and it cuts to his dad punishing him. 
and we are left to interpret <laughs> that well, Josh they're like, peed all like over pee. the table. Everything smells like pee. pee. I was like, it smells so awful. <laughs> so, <laughs> peed all over their food. Do you remember that scene in the, the new X-Men where, where... Uh, what's what's this the the speed kid? What's his name? Yeah. Quicksilver. Quicksilver, where the building is about to explode and time stops and right. he runs around. Saving. Remember that scene yeah. where instead of saving it, everybody he just pees on the bomb. <laughs> this is exactly like that. He saves the day with urination. So everybody's upset. Oh, it was the only way that made. It sense, was the though. only way that made sense. Um, Dad takes him upstairs. It, by all accounts, he's going to get the whooping of his life. Because yeah. the mom is just like, don't beat him. Like, Please don't hit him. Please don't hit him. And she's, she is so upset that her son is going to end up dead. Um, dad takes him upstairs. He looks like he's about to give Joshua yeah. what for. I, I feel like he, I feel like he could, belt off. Yeah, I feel like he couldn't figure out how to take his belt off. Yeah. Right. So this is where I think something got a little lost in translation between the Italian to the English. Um, because... I don't know if this is threatening to say, like, I have to cinch up my belt two holes, mm, and it's because, because of hungry. you. I don't know if that's an insult in Italy for any Italian friends. Please yeah. let me know, or I let us know. Um, but doesn't get a beating, and then they just, everything, it's kind of just resolved. He just has to stay in his room for he the rest of the He stays in his room. Yep. Um, so, uh, does Grandpa, I'm trying to remember Grandpa Seth. I think there Same is, like, day. a little thing. Yep. Grandpa Seth comes to him and is like, hey... Oh, no, 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 no. He comes to the sister. That's right. You're right. You're right. Thank you. Sorry. So the sister is in her room. Practicing uh, her TikTok dancing. Pl- yes. Uh, I think it probably was MySpace at the MySpace, time. MySpace. Not right. TikTok. <laughs> um, so she starts doing some interpretive dance in the mirror. She's psyching herself up because she's really going to give it to Elliot. Elliot's the boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. I that his name? think yeah. that's his name. Elliot. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, me, let me check my notes here real quick. I'm pretty sure it's Elliot. Um, she's got it. some great scenes. Oh, Elliot, yeah, she's oh. she's pretty. Her her delivery of her lines is so horrible. <laughs> uh, bless her heart. She uh, really makes an impact on the entertainment value. Of the there story. were a couple of her things where it was like one whole emotion for the first half of the sentence, then a completely opposite emotion for the second yeah. half of the yep. s- sentence. Well, you don't get that at home. That's exactly right. the whole The whole time, you get the impression that she is expecting a punchline to come any second. Because she's smirking throughout yeah. while she's de- delivering these lines. And it doesn't matter the the emotion that she's trying to emote. It's, it's always got a smile. She's always got the hint of a smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like she sees someone off screen and it's making her laugh or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. She can really bench press a lot. So. <laughs> yeah. She, yes. You know when you you know when you're trying to bulk up and you do like thirty reps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of the lightest weight possible. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. that's what that's she's what doing. She yeah. Um. So she's dancing in the mirror. Grandpa Seth uh, appears to her in the mirror, thinking this is Josh's room. Um, I was personally a little concerned that Grandpa Seth was appearing in, in girls' mirror. mirrors. Yeah. It seems a little off-putting. Um, not a storyline we're going to follow, but um, she's or freaked boys out. Mirrors for that fair, fair. Um, Grandpa Seth is obviously confused. He didn't. He's not familiar with this house, so he, he just says that. he just appears in mirrors until he finds the right room. So uh, this is amazing to me because this took they. This took like five minutes of the movie's time. Right. This little faux pas on the part of Grandpa, who's a ghost, 
not appearing in the right room. And I'm like, who has ever done this before? No one ever does that. It's that. They're doing this to fill time or something. It was just like, sorry, I couldn't I think, find the right room. I it's think like, that they, it's like, come on. They probably had written in the script that that room was in the girl was the girl's room. And they had to somehow justify that the boy gets in there, even though the audience never knew. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was like, I don't know. Or maybe it was in the grandpa's contract that he had so many lines. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, so she freaks out. Everybody rushes. Uh, well, she rushes out of the room. Everybody meets her in the hall. And Joshua is a little vindicated. He said, see, it's not me this time. I was, it, Grandpa Seth has been coming to me. And, and then she's like, yeah, he's looking for Joshua. Right, yeah. <laughs> totally called the wrong mirror. Um, and so she's she's adamant. She's not going to sleep in this room. Joshua, being the champ that he is, offers to save his sister the, the hassle and says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in that room. Um, so he can have a little one-to-one with Grandpa Seth. Um, so this is where he starts to have, have a chat with, with Grandpa Seth. I think the parents, or at least the father, start to begin to believe their son when he's saying these things about the goblins in the town. Even though it sounds ludicrous, I think that kind of helps the story move along a little bit to where they like, okay, there is maybe something up because these all these people are acting extremely weird yeah. in, in the events that follow. And I read the vegetarian cookbook and was asleep in about a minute and a half. So, okay, so let's... So that's kind of the Waits family. Let's cut back to Elliot and his friends um, who have driven from their hometown in an RV that they've acquired. So it's Elliot and his three friends. Three friends. Uh, there's the two Sudo hot ones and Elliot who likes to shake his head no a lot. And the nerdy one. And the nerdy one mm-hmm. who's obvious which one is the nerdy one. Yeah. Um, so they've driven the RV. We presume that it is broken down. They, they When, when they, they, they see the, the Waits family driving by and they're kind of waving at him. The sister's not having any of it. She flips them all off, and they're obviously put out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got their RV, so they're they're hanging out here. They make it clear that they're here for the hot babes of Neil Bog. Of Neil Bog. That's so small, it's not even on their map. There must be some kind of reputation that they've heard about this town, even though whenever we look at the townsfolk, they're up, they're ninety five percent. Uh, farmer Joe right. guys with their yeah. you know their baseball caps and their cowboy hats and not really a lot of hot chicks. There there was not many women. I I think there well the the sheriff actually at one point <laughs> one of so one by one uh, they all all the boys kind of venture out kind of let's see what's around let's find the hot babes um, the nerd. Um, don't even remember his name. Uh, I want to say it's Andrew or Drew, something like that. Arnold. Uh, Arnold. Is it Arnold? Arnold. Arnold yeah. Thank you. Um, he he wanders out first because uh, he needs some fresh air and he to likes, go out and smoke a cigarette. Smoke. Yeah. With fresh air. <laughs> oh, yeah so right. while he's out there, um, this woman in tattered clothing and I would say I wouldn't call it a mini skirt, but it was short mid thigh yeah. dangerous skirt. slit in yeah. it. Yeah. A kind of a shredded top, um, kind of midriff showing kind of thing. Yeah. She's got a little bit of green, green smeared on her, and she is obviously very frantic. She is running through the woods. He obviously is concerned, and so he chases after her. Um, I don't know if concerned is the right I would say concerned slash interested. Yeah, I would say interested. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it was a little bit of like hormonal concern. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, so he chases after her. Um, at oh, first, sure, did you get the sense that it was out of concern, and then a little bit like, "Hey, I'm talking to you as an attractive male. As Why aren't you stopping?" Yeah. As she was screaming and tr- running from him, yeah. Then mm-hmm. he got a little more like, "Hey, what's going on?" Here? Yeah. Uh, she trips, he falls on her, they have a little bit of a moment, she's freaking out, you're a monster, oh wait, you're a human, and he has a great line, he's like, yes, I'm 100% human. You want to see? Do you want to see? (laughs) (laughs) Which is the Italian version of, no, that's not a banana in my pocket. It's corn. It's corn. (laughs) So, it's at this moment that the goblins show up. Um, and they're in goblin, full goblin form. So it's they've our got first their, time seeing them. Yep. Uh, no, it's not. Oh. We saw them right in the intro. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so we've right. seen them a few times. And but... they're in the car in his dream. That's true. And first he, time we've seen He's just things. not concerned in the least. At all. He's pretty comfortable with... I mean, I mean, love the guy. He cannot read the room. Yeah, <laughs> so totally. So she's he's got like, her got clothes this. just shredded. And she's he's like, bloody. Yeah, exactly. She's obviously frantic. Um, and so he kind of struts up to him. He's like, you know what? I'm, you know, daddy's got some mansplaining to do. Right. He goes and he talks to these goblins, tells them what's what, and says, hey, if you don't get out of here, you know, things are going to go down. You're going to have to deal with me. And he kind of walks smugly back. The goblins, they seem like they were put out. Like, yeah. nobody talks to goblins like that. Right. <laughs> it's hard to tell, you know, their expressions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll talk about what the goblins look like in just a second. They react by throwing a spear into his chest. Um, he freaks out. I thought he had a great reaction to get a spear in his chest. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of falls over. And then he wakes up. The girl is over the top of him. Like, the goblins are, you are okay? gone. No, the goblins are still there. Remember, they? They're kind of like waiting. So it's one of those oh, weird right. situations where the goblins are very like in your face. Until they're not. Right. And then they just kind of like menace. They right? just stand there and look at you. That's an interesting point because throughout the movie, I didn't feel like anyone was in immediate danger because I understood that they were not going to eat human flesh. They right. were not right. going to eat people right. in their present state. That's so right. I didn't feel like they were really imposing or threatening in that way. It was yeah. really the food or the the things that they were making people eat which was really the scary thing yeah, more than the, the, the goblins but the goblins do jump and attack and at various points in the movie but they never bite yeah yeah they got those sharp teeth right yeah. sharp teeth and oh, yeah. usually green jello all around their mouth yeah yeah as we know from biology all of the the herbivores all have very sharp pointy teeth yeah. right digesting the vegetables that's right <laughs> um for corn yeah so <laughs> so um, Arnold and the terrified girl uh, make their way to this house so which is clearly very ch- clearly a church an 18s, 1800s church um, they, let's hide in this house yeah. same, same glass window yeah. 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 double like entry doors <laughs> yeah. it's all with a waste of stone yeah. Yeah. yeah so they break their way in um, you know Nate why don't you tell us your 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 impression because I, I feel like this really had an impact on you. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about Deborah, Deborah Reed. Let's talk about Deborah, and let's talk about, talk about her house. Her house. Inside. Let's talk about her, the scent dressing. Yeah, okay. So you you go into the church, sorry, not church, house, and you walk in, and there's 
what looks like spell books. Although I think if at closer inspection, they look like uh, scripture, like church scriptures. Like Catholic, yeah, yeah, Bible, yeah. And uh, there was a her lot. Bed, it was like oh, one room. Her, yeah, her, bed, you walk yeah. in and there's yeah. this four huge, poster huge bed. four poster bed. Very red. Um, Open concept. Very, yeah, well, very, yeah, it's like a it's like a big studio yeah, right. with, with a loft. Yeah, and uh, oh, it, yeah. but it was just uh, the redness of the bed stood out to me because so much of this movie is green. Right. Like, so much of it is green. Yeah. And but there were so many just random beakers and cauldrons <laughs> and bowls with dry ice. You know, it's like making homemade root beer or something. It's right, just yeah. fog coming out of all of these things. Everything. That, and let's let's also talk. There is a stone wall with glowing light and coming through and, extra, and extra yeah. smoke, smoke and steam coming out yes. of the wall. Yeah. Yes, because that's the Stonehenge stones yes. that somehow made it to Nilbog, Nilbog, Utah, Nilbog, Utah, <laughs> from Wiltshire, England, and <laughs> to give them the power. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> So they go in. So Arnold and random blonde girl who probably doesn't have a name, probably no. not, probably not named in the credits. You don't know like how she ended up there. Nope. It was at this point, I think, when we were watching that, I said, "Wait, is this the original Midsummer movie?" Yes, that's because, right. Because are you guys familiar with the movie Midsummer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, well, for Danny's sake and maybe yeah. listeners' sake, who aren't, it's it's this movie that uh, about some cult in Sweden or. Yeah. Yeah. Sweden, and uh, so it's for, this guy invites his friends to his little town, and it's this human sacrifice ritual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, I guess for people yeah. who haven't. I actually haven't seen it. I just know what the premise is. But so I was like, wait, is this like the family vacation swap? Is that like how the the Nilbog residents like keep getting keep nourished? Being, yeah, yeah. So that was my thought. And then so, so they go in, uh, Arnold and and the blonde girl, and there's a woman in there. And her name is Credence? Yes. Credence? Her name? <laughs> Credence Leonor... Let me see. Hold on. I got it right here. Gilgul. 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 Yes. Okay. But the way that um, she says it is... Credence! Credence Leonor! Gilgul. <laughs> so, if, you, if you've ever been to a high school production of anything... <laughs> and... There is the person who feels like he or she is the star yes. drama student of the school. Exactly mm-hmm. right. And this is Credence. Yes. Uh, Deborah Reed, I'm a, watching this movie and I'm like, I am in love with this character. <laughs> I am in love with this woman because she gave this role 300%. Yes. yes. And that is even, that's even not being generous enough. <laughs> yeah, right. She was so, so over the top. It was amazing. She her her accent kind of zinged around yes. Eastern Europe. Yeah, um, she does say that she is from a Druidic descent. Oh, yeah. But why she would you was... sound like you're from Transylvania? Yeah. No, fair, fair point. She doesn't just say Druidic descent. She says descended oh. from Stonehenge. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, I thought though she was. Played by the same actress who played the sister, but you know, yeah. obviously that was completely yeah. wrong. As she, as you go through this movie and you realize, no, this is someone completely different. Yeah, and she can, she's definitely trying her best to, to do some great acting. It was so, it was so great. It was amazing. <laughs> she, I mean, it was terrible, but it was so great. Yeah, yeah. And and then she goes from, um, 
what must have given our dental student dad like nightmares with her bad teeth but she goes from kind of um except for when she looked like her lips were like crusty i don't think she was ever really ugly right except for like Couple, she, was like, she, went, she was like the nerdy girl in all those high school movies who is clearly hot but just has like a side but she's got and glasses. glasses and glasses right. and it's just yeah. like oh she's the weird one who will be hot later but yeah. with but with the goblin magic she goes from scary crusty lips, crusty lips yeah. and then but she does go to beautiful yes but uh, and to me it made sense because you they were very clear that she was using the magic right. and you could see when the magic was when things were getting bad for her magic wise like she would get yeah, crustier features, real bad, like industrial there were, strength. There were a lot of different states to her makeup, and, yeah. it, and it yeah. showed, and you could tell. And also, her eyes got darker. I, I think most yeah. of the, the the budget must have been spent on that. Yeah, I mean, you could see it on, on after the, the Jello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and but so they go in to ask her for help because she's appears as a human. So the I guess that's the other thing we did. Yeah. The goblins look like humans when they want to. when they want to. Yeah. So she's in there, clearly insane, but they're in a state that's like, we need help. And she's like, oh, yes, drink this broth, broth <laughs> which is full of dry ice. And, and the blonde girl drinks it and spits it out. Yeah. And it's you see pellets, of... pellets of dry ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And, and like motor oil thickness level green goo. Yeah. Right. Pouring out of pour... this goblet. Yeah. It's like green jello that just hasn't set up yet. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I saw, and I'm like, is that why she spit it, spat it out? Because I saw dry ice <laughs> when she spit it out. And uh, she, the blonde, and so the nameless blonde girl is in the throes of whatever's happening because of discomfort, the... belly aches. Yeah. Yes. She's and, and she climbs up the yeah. stairs dramatically up to the loft, up yeah. to the loft, and is screaming yeah. and. And then Arnold, and then send some sort of transformation takes place. Like we were talking about, they yeah. make him eat or drink the stuff that turns him into plant matter. So real quick though, this is one of those things where the time scale is a little weird. Yeah, she's been running through the forest for a while. Like she was, you can tell that she was forced to eat something because she's, mm-hmm. she's sweating, sweating the, the, the chlorophyll. The chlorophyll. Yeah. yeah, but then at other times, people eat stuff, and literally within like two minutes, they yeah. are just a puddle of goo. So. It's not clear if it's a dosage thing, if it's a specific product that you eat that is dosed. It's not clear, but it does have weird timing. There are different things that they're eating, right? There's there's the stuff that's spiced with green, and then there's a whole different subplot where they where there's milk that's only Nilbog milk on the shelf. Not sure what dairy. I I don't think we ever know know if one does one thing and one does the other. It's probably like a proto oat milk. Yeah. Almond milk, <laughs> soy is. milk. So yeah, but it's chunky. Fr- yeah. it, it is chunky. It's got it's bits. You don't you don't drink soy milk? It's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, soy milk lovers. <laughs> there you have it, folks. What does fate have in store for the Waits family? Will they be plant food, or will they make a daring escape? Tune in next time for the thrilling conclusion of Troll Two. And remember, kids, soy milk should not be chunky. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?